Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 1 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is taken from a series of books written under the banner, In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 25, taken from the Ten Safety Nets of the Law of Mercy, is entitled, Easter Message. Surely, there is nothing greater in our lives than the ability to repent of our sins and the promise that we shall be forgiven for them. What suffering Christ went through cannot be imagined by mortal man. He suffered the pains, the sins, the sorrows, and the sicknesses of all mankind. Christ satisfied the full demands of the law of justice. The primary suffering took place in Gethsemane, where sweat and blood came from every pore. Christ's sacrifice was entirely voluntary. Had he committed sin, he could not have satisfied the law of justice. He voluntarily suffered for us. But why was suffering necessary for sin? Why cannot God arbitrarily forgive everyone for everything? The answer is that justice cannot be compromised or chaos would take over. We tend to equate the law of justice with punishment. We should equate justice with perfection with creation, and with the preservation of order, and equate sin with punishment. Justice, a single law, is the law of absolute perfection and governs all laws. The law of justice is the standard. It is the only reason that God is God. You cannot have a perfect God who is guided by relative laws. Those who want God to change his mind or change his laws want God to cease to exist. One cannot have relative perfection. With God, there are no corruptions, no flaws, no errors, no misadventures, no sins, no changing, no deviations, no compromise, and no uncertainty. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He makes no mistakes, tells no lies, brooks no imperfections, and makes no compromise. For that reason, only those who are perfect can dwell with God in eternity. That is the great paradox of Christianity. Without Christ, no mortal can become perfect. Though perfect at birth, we live in a fallen world, subject to both good and evil. That is why we have agency. Agency is the ability to choose between good and evil. And perfection is beyond our power. We do not have the power to undo the evil we commit. Following the fall of Adam, all the posterity of Adam came to a fallen world with no way back. That brought on a spiritual death. Spiritual death does not mean that the spirit dies. The spirit is immortal and can never die. Spiritual death means that the spirit is cut off from the presence of God. Where God isn't, Satan is. To be cut off from the presence of God forever means to remain under the power of Satan forever. Before coming to earth, we all lived in paradise with God, the Father of our spirits. He knows us on a first-name basis. We chose to come to earth, to leave His presence, 
to gain a physical body, and to become subject to good and evil, but that meant leaving paradise. That is the next great paradox of Christianity. The term born in sin is a misnomer. No one is born in sin, but we all are born in a sinful world. We were born perfect, but we choose to sin. Christ was born perfect, and he chose not to sin. The blood of Christ cleanses all those unconditionally, such as little children, who are not accountable for their sins. Those of us who are accountable can only be saved through the repentance and forgiveness. We repent. Repentance is a choice. Christ forgives. To understand why, we must understand the war in heaven led by Michael. Lucifer, a son of the morning, was actually an angel in high authority in the presence of God. Satan became perdition because he rebelled against God with full knowledge of what he was doing. Lucifer and those angels who fought with him were all in the same situation. They chose to follow Satan rather than Christ. They became antichrist. Remember, just like us, they were also children of God. Just as God is the father of our spirits, he is also the father of the spirits of those who rebelled against him. Lucifer, in fact, had a prominent role in his heavenly kingdom. Isaiah records, Isaiah fourteen twelve. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? They sinned against perfect knowledge and perfect light. All those who sin against perfect knowledge and perfect light become sons of perdition. Very, very few mortals become sons of perdition. They are the only ones who will remain in hell forever with Satan. Almost all sinners have some good in them. Michael defeated Lucifer. Now, who do you suppose was in Michael's army? The answer is simple. We were. All the posterity of Adam and Eve fought with Michael against Lucifer and his army in heaven. Michael fought for Christ, which means we fought for Christ. In heaven, we were all Christians. However, even as spirit children of God, we had variety just as we have variety on earth. Some are more valiant than others. The same war is raging on earth today and has been raging since the fall. The armies are again assembled. Those who fight on the side of Christ on earth have merely rejoined his army. When the veil is lifted, we will see how familiar it all is. The war appears to be intensifying today because, as John tells us, Satan has but a short time. Many valiant soldiers who fought on the side of Christ in the war in heaven abandoned their allegiance to Christ on earth and have joined Satan's army, some thinking they are serving God, but in reality are serving Satan. Only those spirits who fought with Michael and against Lucifer earned the right to come to earth and gain a physical body. The spirits who fought with Lucifer will never have a physical body. A physical body is a gift of Christ. He created our bodies. Some evil spirits prefer the bodies of swine rather than to be bodiless. However, they will remain fallen spirits forever. They live outside of redemption because they can never be resurrected and can never return to live with God. The only reason we agreed to come to earth to gain a body in a fallen state was because of the plan of Jesus Christ to save us from the fall. We knew before we left paradise that Christ would come to earth and redeem us. That is what we were fighting for. We also knew that it would be our choice. He would not force any of us to return to heaven. In the Garden of Eden, God himself walked with Adam and Eve, teaching them his true gospel. Remember that the veil of forgetfulness falls upon all of us who are born on earth. 
That same veil was upon Adam and Eve when they were given physical bodies. They had no recollection of their former home in the paradise of God. However, before the fall in their innocent state, they were perfect. Therefore, God himself walked with them and taught them of his plan. Though there was a veil between the paradise of God and the Garden of Eden, there was no veil between the Garden of Eden and the exile. Therefore, when Adam and Eve began their family, they fully knew the plan of salvation. None of their children, of course, would have had that experience. So Adam and Eve taught their children about Christ. That legacy has been handed down from the prophets. Noah knew Adam. He would have been taught by his father Methuselah and so on back to Adam. Noah carried on the tradition of his fathers. Those teachings were later given to Abraham and passed on through the lineage of Jacob. That is why we have the Bible. Following the fall, since the Lord could no longer walk freely among man, he chose to teach his gospel through his servants, the prophets, and let us choose for ourselves. It was all part of the law of agency, the same law of agency that has been in place from the beginning. It was the law of agency that allowed Lucifer and his army to rebel. Christ protects our agency at all costs. It was Christ who gave us the right to do wrong. It is Lucifer who wanted to take that agency away. That is what the war in heaven was all about. Christ wanted to give us freedom. Lucifer wanted us to become his slaves. The only way we can return to the presence of God the Father is through the redeeming power of his Son, Jesus Christ. Remember in the book of Revelation when John wept uncontrollably. Revelation 5, 1-5 And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Christ promised to do two things for us that we could not do for ourselves. One, he promised to forgive us of our sins and to redeem us from the fall if we would repent of our sins, forsake them, and endure to the end. And two, he promised to resurrect our bodies from the dead, meaning we would never suffer death again. For that to occur, however, we must call upon Christ and ask for forgiveness. Apparently, we accepted that news with alacrity. In the book of Job, we are told, Job 38, 4-7 Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. The Apostle John tells us, There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, 
that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Apostle Paul said, 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen through 19 And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. We cannot meet the demands of the law of justice because we are all imperfect. Something cannot come from nothing. Imperfection does not have the power to create perfection. Therefore, we cannot atone for our own sins. Perfection is an absolute state and allows no imperfections. Only a perfect being could atone for our sins. For that reason, Christ, though he was the creator of heaven, earth, and man, came to earth and subjected himself to the temptations of the flesh. The greatness of Christ is that though he was tempted as we are tempted, he never gave in to temptation. He remained perfect. He was never subject to the punishment of the law of justice because, obeying the Father in all things, he never violated the law of justice. The very fact that Christ was born of an earthly mother and yet remained sinless is proof that we are not born in sin. We are born in a sinful world, but we choose to sin. Sin is not imposed on us. Satan does not have the power to make us to do evil. When we stand before the judgment bar, just as with Eve, we will not be able to use Satan as an excuse. The message of Christianity is, there is only one Savior and one Redeemer of mankind, and that is Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.